0: I charge down, finally catching my breath after the long slog up Miller Peak. Above 9,000 feet, I move slowly to catch my breath and feel a bit woozy. It's nice to be going down, and the remaining snow on the trail looks manageable, for now. I crunch through icy ghost footprints, balancing carefully with my sticks. It's day two on the Arizona Trail, and my pack is at its heaviest, with food for five days and probably way too much water. As I enter a deep forest of ponderosa pine, I shiver in the shade. I'm precisely where the sun don't shine, the north face, snow lingering here well into spring. I ditched my microspikes, assured by hikers who went ahead of me that I wouldn't need them, but out here on an icy ridge all alone has me spooked. The angle sharpens, and I try not to look down, would trees below me stop a fall? Okay, you've got this. One step. Careful, careful. Yeah. I crunch along, carefully avoiding a fallen tree. You know all that yoga I did? Okay, I think got, it's keeping me this. upright. Okay. Add a girl. Add a girl. I laugh at myself inching along, giving myself encouragement. Still no one shows up and I'm utterly alone. Though I was warned that's how things are on the AZT. Remote, lonely, quiet. I wonder if this is how it's going to be the entire way. You're listening to The Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. My goal in sharing stories of walking long-distance trails as a solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced hiker— is to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. I sleep deeply at my sky-island peninsula. The wind dies down and my breath condensates to ice on the alley coop. What a stunning place, one I'll never forget high above the desert, a view to more sky-islands in this vast open space. It's cold and the water is chunky in my bottles. I pack quickly to take advantage of the cool air staying in my fleece and puffy for the first pull. Almost right away, I meet another hiker, cowboy camping above me. He says it was a bit too cold for cowboy camping, then apologizes if he woke me walking past last night. Danimal is his name, and he shows a courtesy I do appreciate, though I never heard him pass. The trail winds up into a canyon, steep going up and a sheer drop to my right. It feels like I'm flying above the desert. I move well and decide to have a meal at the first reliable water source, bathtub spring. I'm carrying way too much with still two and a half liters, but I dare not dump any as I climb to 9,100 feet, nearly 4,000 from the Mexican border. I'm really feeling it, breathing heavy, and my heart is pounding. It's not SVT— just a reaction to going up steeply on switchbacks in thin air. I make sure to drink a lot and go very slowly, step by step on slippery, loose rock, in and out of shade from ponderosa pine and juniper. At Lutz Canyon, there's garbage tucked into rocks and near the signs. It's really sad. I grab a few pieces but wonder why anyone would leave behind plastic packaging. It makes no sense. I stop to catch my breath and gulp down more water. Everyone packs their fears, and mine is getting stuck up here without any. It's shady and cool, but I huff and puff. Just when I think it's Miller, the trail goes around a false summit and reveals an even higher mountain. I only spy a bit of snow, but I know I'll have to contend with some in an exposed stretch. Just as I crest the peak, there's the snow, a clear path digging through, dirty and filled with pine needles. I step carefully and seem to grip well without traction. The first bit dives into the forest with one blowdown I need to crawl under. The snow is solid ice, but chunky enough to hold. Do not look down. Don't look down. Still, it would be a very long way straight down if I slip. I concentrate on each step. I'm sidling the mountain, but at a steep angle. I dig my sticks in, but not too much to jam them and then force me to stop and release them. It's nerve-wracking, and I give myself a pep talk the entire way down, hundreds of feet of ice on an exposed slope. When I'm finally through, I'm exhausted. The altitude is nauseating me, and I'm out of breath, even heading down. Bathtub spring is aptly named, a pipe affixed to pour water that might simply seep into the ground into an old bathtub. I wonder who brought it all the way here. It's really slow going, but I gotta pack up and press on. I'm on the crest trail, but I have a few steep pulls before heading down again. I drink plenty of water mixed with electrolytes and feel one notch stronger, still breathing heavy, but not feeling sick. The forest is thick with oak and ponderosa pine. A juniper reveals bark in a series of squares. I head down steeply now on switchbacks to Bear Saddle, where another spring gurgles off trail about a mile below. I'd rather carry all I need and forego that slog. Then it's up and up on Rocky Trail, in and out of forest with views across the Sonoran Desert to distant mountain ranges. The plants here are mainly grasses, plus succulents like yucca, their spines a deep blue at the end of shapely leaves. Oak leaves, like miniature brown hands, crunch under my feet. It's up and down to a junction at Sunnyside Canyon, and now a long, steep downhill. I'm not out of breath now, but my legs get worked on seemingly endless switchbacks, I can see them below me as I wind around, losing altitude fast. It's gorgeous in here. Pines with thick trunks give way to sycamore, then more oak, this time with tiny leaves. I come to a river that's mostly a dry bed and cross it over and over. I can't get lost here, following the piles of horse poop. In several places, the water appears, running through deep, clear pools, The grass is tall, a hay color. A black pipe follows the path, delivering water somewhere. I pass campsites tucked under shady oaks and fall in love with this unusual place. A concrete cistern is completely dry, but ahead is a windmill with a large storage tank. But I actually collect my water just before it in a crystal-clear pool. I drink a shake and set my dinner to soak for the final miles. I have no idea where I'll camp, but decide to begin looking at 5.30 with a 6 o'clock cutoff since it's dark by 7. I remind myself that my days are short, but they're getting longer as I hike. The landscape changes to hilly grassland dotted with green and gnarled trees. It reminds me of California. Two white-tailed deer pause to watch me pass. At a dirt road, trail angels leave jugs of water, but I'm full up, so I pass by high above Parker Lake. It's man-made with the primary purpose to provide water for forest fires. It's a deep blue and perfectly nestled in this stunning place. In the distance are high mountains, the sun preparing to set behind them. In the foreground are the Canelo Hills, Ones I'll climb up and down tomorrow. It'll be a challenge, but not nearly the height of Miller Peak. I pass a cleared patch, but it still feels early, and I want to look straight at the sunset. So on and on I go, exhausted but strong. Just as the trail begins a sharp descent, I see a patch of ground that could work for a cowgirl camp. There's even a sitting rock next to it. The sun sinks behind the range, and I set up in the orange light, a ground cloth picked out of a hiker box held down by rocks, then my mattress, pillow, and bag. I eat the cold-soaked pasta with mayonnaise, then brush my teeth and put everything away. The moon is a waxing crescent, nearly half full, and stars are brilliant as my ceiling. Orion is right at eye level. It's cold again tonight with no wind, but not nearly as cold as last night's sight. Hopefully cold enough, though, to keep the snakes away. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a review on Apple to help the show get discovered. Blissful Hiker is on Patreon, and you can support the show financially as a patron. Find a link at blissfulhiker.com. Next week, I've suddenly come upon a lot of hikers that give me courage to keep moving ahead in this wild country. Until then, my friends, Kia Kaha and Happy Trails.